0: hello and welcome to the sex within marriage podcast my name is jd and i blog over at uncoveringintimacy.com. and today we're going to be talking about whether or not uh, a sexual activity becomes wrong if it gets learned from a sinful source Uh, this is a question that comes up from time to time it was actually asked a while ago um, as an anonymous question but it didn't come through our anonymous form so I, i kind of forgot about it Plus, it's something I wanted to answer in its own post because it comes up quite often. So let's get into it today. You know, doesn't matter where you learn something. Does that change whether or not the thing itself is good? For example, let's say you had a prior porn addiction and you saw something that you wanted to try with your spouse. Does that make it now sinful? Uh, So here's a question that I received a while back that I'm going to answer. He wrote, My wife and I have a very active sex life. We enjoy a nice variety of activities and positions. Our frequency is definitely on the higher side, so I really have no complaints. We have used porn either separately or together for much of our relationship and are working on that issue. I understand the problems with that and the implications. That's not what this is about. Many of the things we do sexually have been learned and implemented from watching or reading porn. We have discovered many enjoyable activities from that area of our lives together. So here's the question does a sexual activity become wrong or sinful if it was introduced from a sinful source? I feel that as long as the activity involves a man and a woman married to each other, that activity becomes blessed in the marriage bed. I know that others who don't feel the same way. My wife is not completely sure. I'm wondering what your thoughts are. So what do we do with knowledge that comes from a sinful source? Here's my take. Uh, The first is that the source doesn't make... The knowledge sinful to have or to use Um, for example if you incorrectly use a tool like a wrench as a hammer that just means you used it incorrectly not that the tool itself is tainted you wouldn't say that well this wrench is no good now to be used as a wrench uh, unless you have destroyed the wrench in some way as the result of hammering with it and we have many stories of people using talents that they gained in unchristian ways turning their life around and using those same skills and knowledge to serve god Others will often use the, the knowledge that they gain from previous life experiences to warn people of what happens when you turn away from God. And does that make their time away from God beneficial or something to be sought after? You know, of course not. But God will use any opportunity he can for a good purpose, if possible. We read in Romans 8 verse 28, and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God to those who are the called according to his purpose. And I think we should have the same attitude, not that porn is good, beneficial, or a good educational tool in any way, but let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. A good example, I think, is that if you have been previously married, whether your spouse passed away or you divorced, More than likely, you've gained some marriage skills from your prior marriage, not just sexual skills, but maybe some of those too. I don't think anyone would suggest that you set them aside in a new marriage and start from scratch, yet no one would consider that Uh, death or divorce, uh, a good means to an end of learning marriage skills. If anything, people would consider it an evil that you somehow managed to glean some small positive gain from, which again, seems to be something God is not against doing. Uh, In Genesis 5, verse 20, we read, But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order that I bring about as it is this day to save many people alive. So, that's my first point. The second is, there's a caveat to that, in that it do, the source of where you learn something does make the knowledge suspect. Now that doesn't mean that because of the source of the knowledge, it it doesn't automatically mean you can't use it. Those skills or those ideas, however, it does make it kind of suspect. Yeah, so that it's wise to examine it perhaps more carefully to see if the idea is good. For example, if you learned some communication skills in your prior marriage, but it ended up in divorce, maybe your communication skills aren't what you thought they were and need to be reexamined. Likewise, maybe you see a sexual activity or behavior in porn that all the actors seem to find arousing and it turned you on as well. And maybe it's humiliating or degrading in some way. Those things should probably be left aside and hopefully one day be forgotten. Now, there are some caveats here. As I've seen many wives express the thought of, I never thought I'd like X, but it turns out I do. And sometimes their initial reaction or belief is that some activity is degrading and then later on they reevaluate and decide it's not. Um, oral sex seems to fall into this category fairly often. In some cases, it goes the other way as well. At first they were okay with it, and later they weren't. So sometimes what's degrading can be subjective and can change. But regardless of the permanence of that belief, if your spouse feels degraded by a certain activity or behavior, you shouldn't engage in it. That doesn't seem to be healthy or Christian to me. And some will argue that they get aroused by degradation, but But I'm not going to agree with that one. I think there's an issue there that needs to be addressed. I don't agree with society's belief that consent is all that is needed to make something good. In other words, while I think it's not a good idea to throw out the baby with the bathwater, let's also not assume that there's a baby in the bathwater without checking it first. Some ideas are just without merit. And lastly, I think what happens a lot is then when a particular activity or behavior comes from a damaging source, it can often become a difficult reminder of that source. For example, if your spouse has had an affair, ends it, the marriage is rebuilt and things are good, and one day they said, hey, would you be willing to try X? And through the course of the discussion, uh, it's unearthed that it's something that they've done with their affair partner and never with their spouse, and it turns them on. Now, maybe the idea of the activity itself isn't unappealing to you, but the memory of the pain from the affair is now linked to it, and so you struggle to engage in it without bringing up these old wounds. Likewise, one might worry that a particular sex act might cause a relapse in porn use because of a triggered memory or experience, and these are valid concerns I think should probably be addressed and discussed. However, some decide to look at it from another perspective. Um, They look at it as an opportunity to sort of reprogram or to reset what is mentally linked to that behavior. They kind of look at it as a challenge to say, you know, I want this to be associated with our marriage, not that other thing. And most seem quite successful at it. I'm not sure if I've ever actually heard of a couple who has tried this and failed. And I have I wonder if this falls under Jesus' advice for dealing with unclean spirits, where in Matthew 12, verses 43 to 45, he says, you know, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he he goes into the dry places seeking rest and finds none. And then he says, I will return to the house from which I had came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. And then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there and the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it be with this wicked generation. So in other words, rather than cutting off this behavior entirety, entirely, they reassociate it with their marriage, using it to build intimacy rather than to destroy it as it had originally been done. You know, they fill that space again. They don't just leave it open for attack. So, does the sexual activity become wrong or sinful if it was introduced from a sinful source? I think there are some pitfalls and some caveats to be aware of. I think it takes a little bit more scrutiny and discernment and more communication, which is never a bad thing, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we should throw at anything that comes from a sinful source. So don't judge it all as one big mass. Look at each activity or behavior separately and judge them on their own merits. After all, if we ran away from anything anyone can see in porn, experience in affairs, or have during premarital sex, then you'd have nothing left for your spouse. And that's all I have today. If you like our podcast, we'd love it if you'd rate and review it on iTunes or whatever platform that you're using. If you agree or disagree with uh, anything that I've said here or want to discuss it further, head over to the blog. You can check it out in the show notes. There's a link there. And you're more than welcome to comment I think we need more discussion of things like this in our Christian communities and it's sadly very lacking. So come and have a discussion. Uh, If you're afraid of having discussions like this in public, which is understandable, most people are, uh, we have a forum for our supporters that is a lot more private. Um, All the people there are people that know, love and support our blog, even if it's only a dollar a month. Um, but that's sort of how we vet out all the trolls and anyone who's not really that interested in growing their marriage. So if you're looking for a space of sex positive Christians who are really only interested in helping you support your marriage and getting support for their own, then consider supporting us and our ministry so that we can continue to put out podcast episodes like this and blog posts and resources and webinars and all the things. And that's it for now. See ya.